two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. I, two wizards. I gotta tell you, Mark, I, I don't know if this still is like lingering poo brain after ancient medicine. Um, but it, but I swear like someone sat on the remote and like fast forwarded through this week. Yeah. Cause like here, here we are again, man. And like not saying that in a bad way, but just like, where the hell did this week go? (laughs) I mean, where'd September go? Like where's Billy Joel? You gotta wake him up because it's almost over. Like, yeah, I (laughs) also, yes. Um, but no, Cause I, yeah, I distinctly remember like, okay, school just started getting all this stuff figured out. And then, yeah, the Mrs. Wizard went out and, uh, went to Goodwill and did like a raid on their Halloween decorations and stuff. It's like, Josh, look at all this stuff I got for like 10 bucks. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Um, cause yeah, September has gone away. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know anything else other than like, yeah, it's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. The no, so, so, so it is. medicine that just crushed us. I don't know. Maybe that's it. <laughs> also to that end, um, this week might be the dumbest week we've ever oh. done. And, um, listeners, I'm ready. Hey, welcome to the two wizards podcast. My name is Mark and I am missing time. <laughs> My name's Josh, and I'm a wizard. And yeah, you already heard how, yeah, uh, tenuously my grasp has been on like the passage of time this week. So, but hey, we're we're here once again. We're glad to have you with us. Well, and you asked me to prepare something, or well, okay, even prepare is too strong a word. You, you asked me to have something specific in my wizard's right ton. Yes, and. I haven't had one of these in quite some time, honestly. So in, in a way, I'm kind of looking forward to it. But but Mark, what did you ask me to find for um, this week? I asked you to grab Blue Moon Beer, the Belgian white. Blue and to that end, that is what I have in my right on as well. Yeah. Right. Because I, I am blessed in many different regards. One of those being that I had turned my legal drinking age, like, just at, like, the onset of the sort of craft beer microbrew, uh, what is now an enormous bubble that's just going to pop soon and just cover us in malty IPA uh, laden goodness. Yeah, IPA just hopped. Man, you want to talk about all these enemas and suppositories from ancient medicine last <laughs> week? Um, but yeah, but so I got to I, I got to have that moment of like. Ah, here's here's a fat tire. Mm-hmm, this is delicious. Here's a Sam Adams Boston Lager. Mm-hmm, here's a Blue Moon. What what a unique! Wow, this is so cool. And and I got to experience that before, like so many others. Um, yeah, like Blue Moon just like sold out and became like super corporate and all. But but no, they're great. I think Blue Moon was my first like frou frou beer. For lack of a better term, yeah, like you're talking no, about, right. like no, yeah, you came around and it was like, oh yeah, here's a fat tire. But like, I think Blue Moon was the very first one because it was like weirdly approachable. 
It was. It, it was there's like... There's something, like, friendly about a bottle of Blue Moon, and you're like, oh, I get a little mm-hmm. orange in there. Oh, look at me. I'm an adult. I'm oh an adult God. here in Chili's. Like... No, yeah. It, right, exactly. Yeah, this was the first... Yeah, like, hey, I'm, I'm 21, 22 years old, but I'm drinking a Blue Moon with that orange slice. I'm not just, yeah, like, chugging Natty or Keystone or whatever. No, this is... I can bring this to the, like, yearly drinking at the theater professor's house party and not be judged. <laughs> I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, so, so this will be a nice little trip down memory lane for me. It's been, it's been years. Um, it's been years since I've had one of these, but, but Hey man, and this is also kind of weird. I'm saying all that, but I'm drinking blue moon out of a can. So, <laughs> Oh, weird. I put mine on my dust glass. I, yes, I saw that. And listeners go check out our Twitter. Uh, or Mark's Twitter, because oh, yeah. he has a lovely photo of that too. But uh, but here's that. on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Oh yeah. So you're just straight out of the can, so there's no orange in there. I'm guessing. Yeah, I I thought about it. I thought about like yeah, getting a either well, I'd have to buy an orange first, yeah. You know, but yeah, getting an orange slice or something like that. But no, I'm just I don't know. Maybe that's it too. Maybe it is like when you're 22 and wanting to impress your elders. It's like, yes, I bought blue moon and orange slices. Whereas now <laughs> you're in your mid thirties. It's like, eh, it's out oh, the can's fine. Um, <laughs> no, we no, also would the do. Can, I'm good. Yeah, just as a can too. We would also do. There was a while. Uh, That's probably like seven years ago now. We got into snake bites. Oh yeah. Which I, I I've heard a couple different preparations, but. The one that we would drink would be half Blue Moon and half cider. Um, you know, like an Angry Orchard or something. And, oh, God, those go down so smooth. Yeah, Snake Bites. Maybe that's next week's Riton. Who can say? We ought to get into this. Josh, do you have any idea what we're talking about tonight? I I, I truly don't. I, we've kind of floated a few different topics, but I don't know specifically what, what it is. So I'm I'm flying blind. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because I think last week I told you it was going to be gunslingers because I was all blazing saddles horny. And instead I did a little thing um, on HBO Max. Uh, Roland Emmerich's Moon Crash is on there. And I watched uh, that. Uh-oh. And I got really uh-huh. upset about a couple things. <laughs> and so instead of doing gunslingers in the Old West, guess what, kids? That's right. You get conspiracy theory marked tonight with what they're not telling you about the moon. <laughs> Tonight on Fox. Oh, God. God. Hence the Blue Moon Belgian White Ale. Yeah. No, perfect. (laughs) Love it. Love it. I... Well, okay, then I can also hopefully maybe chime in a bit too. Because, like, it's it's been on my mind that we we haven't done, like, a proper follow-up to our space episode... Like two years ago now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I've and I've wanted to have one, wanted to have one, but it sounds like you're gonna maybe kind of steer us in that direction, or or an extremely dumb direction, <laughs> kind of in the v- vicinity of. <laughs> oh baby, space, I, but, oh, oh boy, oh I feel bad for this. <laughs> I feel bad for you, listeners. I feel bad for you all. Um, 
my brain is shot. I sent Josh an active text message uh, the day before we shot this at 9-11 in the morning that my sanity had fractured. Yeah. And yeah. you know how it fractured, Josh? Well, we'll read off my sources, and I'll let you guess which one fractured it. Okay. There's Somebody on the Moon by George Leonard. The Cosmic War by Joseph Farrell. For the Moon is Hollow and Aliens Rule the Sky by Rob Shelsky. <laughs> Aliens on the Moon, a uh, 2014 documentary, and NASA.gov, as well as Wikipedia for, like, the broad strokes moon info. <laughs> now, if you had to guess which one of those broke my consciousness. Uh, I, I, I would guess maybe the moon is hollow and it's full of aliens and they're coming to get... It, was it that one? Um, It was close to that. It was actually the Aliens on the Moon documentary, which is going to get its own little oh, segment okay. review tonight. So just hang on, okay. guys. Oh, boy. So, the moon. Oh, oh wait. I'm going to do this. Um, I watched also several YouTube videos from all the dumb, like, mm -hmm. Fox shows and History Channel shows. So tonight, I'm going to be using this voice a whole bunch. <laughs> so, Josh, let's talk about what they do want you to know about the moon. And I'm going to make a fun sound cue sting for that every time I do it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, this is also this is also timely in a way. Uh, NASA is trying to like yeah have manned crewed uh, uh, as in C R E W E D, not C R U D E. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we're actively like trying to send humans back to the moon, oh, and damn. there's um uh, and it's called the Artemis program which is much more appropriate than the Apollo program, <laughs> at least like kind of classics themed. Uh, so, so yeah, down in Florida, they've been trying to like do a test flight of this rocket, the uh, uh, space, space, space launch system, the SLS rocket, that's been mired in congressional bullshit for like decades. Um, and so, yeah, they're trying to do this like test launch to like, send this new updated capsule called the Orion capsule, um, test out all the systems, check that re-entry protocols are good. Um, but they've been having some technical difficulties. Oh, and, shit. Um, yeah, they were supposed to launch it. This, this test launch was supposed to happen like two or three weeks back, but then something happened with the fuel lines. Um there was either a leak or like a valve closed or something like that. And so they're still getting this all figured out. Um, so, yeah, this this test flight is being delayed, but it should be maybe maybe in a couple weeks. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Hmm. It's hard to tell. But uh, but yeah. So, hey, th there we go. We're also trying to get back to the moon. Timely wizards, if nothing else. Timely wizards, if nothing else. But it sounds like this is just going to be because this is. Also, one of the less glamorous sides of being a wizard is when there are charlatans around and like fake wizards that come and be like, oh, let me, oh, let me dazzle you with the, the, the moon is hollow. Like it takes a real wizard to step in and be like, no, children, don't listen. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a charlatan. You say that. Talk to me in about an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so here's what we do know about the moon, okay. Josh. Um, number one. Okay. In terms of scale, our moon is insane. We have the fifth largest moon in our planetary system, and it's about one-fourth the size of Earth. Which, because, like, even that alone. So, so yeah, it's, like, the fifth largest 
just like generally, mm-hmm. but it, but like proportionally to its like parent planet. Yeah, ours is enormous. Yeah, our, ours is a big old thick ass honking moon, and I'm damn proud of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I f- yeah. fucking love the moon. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. It's composed of mostly igneous rock with a composition profile that is very similar to Earth. So you look at what it's made up of versus what Earth has, and they're about the same. It should be noted that there's mm-hmm. high amounts of oxygen in the moon crust. But it also contains uh, uranium-235 and neptunium-237, elements that you don't find on Earth because they're high decay rates. If you want to get them here, you got to make them yourself. It also has a ton mm. of chromium, zirconium, and a shitload of titanium. More titanium than it yeah. has any business having. Right, right, yeah. I think this was one of the... I think this was one of the Japanese spacecraft that was doing some, like, lunar... Yeah, like, surveying... Um, uh, the science and all that, and then come to find out that we 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 had the idea that like the moon was this like desiccated, super dry, yeah, like ball of essentially yeah, like dust and rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in some of the like deeper craters that don't get hit by the sun, maybe there's some water ice there. Um, but then this Japanese satellite, just within the last decade or so, yeah, was doing some survey. It's like, holy shit, no, there's a ton of water ice on the moon. And that gets us excited because yeah. people because people need need water. And we can also use water to make like rocket fuel. Uh and and if there's titanium there, we can like refine that shit and like turn the moon into like a proper like manufacturing base or something like that. And I'm sorry if I'm like stealing your thunder here. No, not holy at all. Shit, do I, I love ex- your enthusiasm. Holy, it's great, buddy. I get super excited about like space exploration and like colonization kind of not like that but just like no <laughs> uh let's go hang out on the moon and like build more rockets and go shoot those off somewhere that'd be great Fuck yeah no i i love your enthusiasm and you hit it yeah like um the soil is also rich in helium three which apparently you can use mm-hmm. as like i don't know not alternate fuel but biofuel of some type it's i, I don't know it's special yeah, 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 yeah. You also hit it. There's water on the moon, and the moon doesn't have strong enough gravity to keep water on it. That's already weird. It also has stratas in, like, the soil profile, just like Earth does. But unlike Earth, the thickest and heaviest layer is at the top. This layer should be inside the middle of the moon, given the way that, like, gravity mm. works. The heavy shit gets pulled inside. Instead, on the yeah. moon, it's all forced to the outside. Um, throughout this layer, there's also, um, a light sprinkling of oxidized iron. Josh, what does oxidized mean? Uh, that, that means that it's been, yeah, some chemical reaction with with oxygen, but like basically rusted. 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 Oxygen on the moon. That's, there's oxygen on the moon in tiny bits. Yeah. Um, these rocks also contain high levels of water. Uh, the moon has moonquakes, which register at 5.5 on our Richter scale. And this is weird because moon plate tectonics are not a thing that exists. Right. Yeah, it, it is It is not a geologically, or I guess what would that be, like, synologically active? It's just core? not geologically active, yeah. Like, there's no subduction, yeah. there's no tectonics. Yeah, it's just not... And it's and it's and it's too small, like you're saying too. If if it were larger, then all the heavier material would have like 
sunk down it would have into the core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, but but yeah. So, but it still gets moonquakes. That's amazing. Yeah, moon five point five too. Like that's no, yeah, that's nothing to that's nothing to, to shake a stick at. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, at it's one point, neat. it was volcanically active though, and we know this because of these things called mare or seas. They were they're just these gigantic basalt seas mm. that occurred when asteroids hit the other side of the moon, and the force was so great that it it's a it's an asteroid exit wound. There's your ska band name for the episode, kids. <laughs> asteroid exit wound. wound. I love it. <laughs> okay, type in or er, making note of that for our AI image generation there. So, asteroid exit wound. <laughs> These uh, mares are known. These mares have been dated to be 4.2 billion years old. So the moon has been more or less, you would call it static, or four point. We'll just say 4.1 billion years, as long as like yeah, yeah as long as Earth has been a thing, That's... more or less. <clears throat> right. Um, speaking of Earth, by the way, it's you know, it's our moon. We're its planet. Mm-hmm. But not really. Mm-hmm. It orbits the Earth every 27 days. It also takes 27 days to make a moon day. So it looks like to us the moon is just sitting still. It's a weird concept that took me a while to wrap my head around. Uh, the moon right. is just about anywhere, give or take, by uh, 238,000 miles away from us, give or take by a few thousand miles at any time. But more than anything, its orbit is circular, which is weird. It ought to have an elliptical orbit. But instead, it's almost a perfect circle. That's cool. But also due to our orbit, yeah. orbital relationship and its size, we should be calling Earth and the Moon a dual planetary system. Oh, interesting. Yeah. This is how we should be classifying us as part of a dual planetary system. And speaking of this, this is the only we are the only planet in our solar system that experiences eclipses because the moon is the exact perfect size to block out the sun in certain points. This doesn't occur anywhere else in our solar system. Right, right. Yeah, like it's 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 the size of the moon and it's yeah, like orbital distance. Yeah, that... it's distance from us versus it's our distance from the sun and it lines up perfectly. Right. Cuz cuz like there are, um, oh, I, I think they're called transits. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, when like a, when yeah, like a moon or something like that, or a planet will will move across between one one like planetary body and then like say the sun. But if you're like Jupiter and enormous and have like, yeah, like eighty moons of, of your own, like that's okay, whatever. Uranus, right? It, it doesn't Uranus get picked up by Jupiter frequently and then like tossed back out? Um, I don't know. Or about is it your... Neptune? One well, of them. There's one of them's got a bad or not a bad orbit, but a weird orbit because the gas giant affected. I thought I don't, I could be wrong too. I don't know. Uh, well, I I I know that Pluto has the most, um, I guess like oblong. Or, or the, or the, the most eccentric. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Orbit, um, where, because yeah, like, and it'll like even dip closer to the sun than Neptune at some points. Yeah, maybe that's what um, I'm thinking of. But, uh, but, 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 right, like it, it. It's one thing if you're like a giant planet like Jupiter, and you have a bunch of comparatively like teeny tiny moons, 
then yeah, sometimes it'll like go across and like technically be an eclipse or like a transit or something. But but yeah, it's not the same as like if there were this this whole thing, right? This whole like giant thing. So right. Well, yeah. And anyway, sorry. sorry no, it's sorry. cool. I just I think it's interesting. Like, man, what a weird like coincidence of events that caused humans to be the only species. Really, there's one intelligent species in our solar system that experiences eclipses, and that's us, yeah. and that's a mind-blowing fucking thought. Anyway, not to be I'm... a fucking, like, 15-year-old kid that just smoked pot for the first time. Sorry. <laughs> um, NASA wrote a report in the 60s, and they put everything weird that they have that we have seen on the moon starting in the 1500s to the 1960s. They called it Technical Report R... 277 catalog of lunar events um it's online and you can read it and i did and just for fun here's some highlights kids in 1738 in the plato section lightning was seen during an eclipse in 1824 there was a mingling of colors of all kinds in the aristarchus region at the Tenafly mountains there were double volcanoes that shot different color lights in 18 54. We saw this happening. Multiple people witnessed it. In 1881, in the Aristarchus, two pyramidal luminous protuberances appeared on the moon's limb. These points were a little darker from the rest of the moon's face, then slowly faded. The whole region between Aristarchus and Herodotus and the south part of the Great Ryle, uh, Schroeder's Valley, appeared to be strong, covered in violet lights, as if within a fog. Speaking of violet lights, in the 1950s throughout, we just saw flashes of violet light going going off in the uh, Aristarchus region, which was kind of weird. And if that's not the and the weirdest weirdest of them is in 1955, there was a glitter discharge, which suggests either electricity or there are strippers on the moon. <laughs> I love it. But go um, look it up, guys. It's a real thing. It's really neat. That's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, our biggest problem with the moon is we don't really know how it got there. We think we know, but we just don't know. A couple theories here. Number one, the accretion theory states that when Earth was young, um, it started spit. Um, as Earth began accreting, gravity got stronger. This gravity got too strong. And Earth, in its teenage youth, was accreting too much. And, oh, no, you're accreting too much. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> it shot off a big old wad of Earth chunk into the sky that was the moon. It was just the right distance away that our gravity still kind of held it, but it allowed it to form on its own. This can mm -hmm. account for, like, the similar soil profiles. Right, right. Right. So mm -hmm. there's that, but the force to make Earth shoot off a piece of itself is kind of insane and it'd be really tough for it to get that big right and just just also the way like just just how like orbits work generally like mm -hmm. sure you could like you could like shoot off a piece of the earth where it reaches all the way out so yeah, roughly where the where, where the moon's orbit was, right? It's like like two hundred thirty thousand miles, give or take, mm -hmm. right? But then what's going to happen is unless it like gets accelerated again, it's just going to fall right back to where it started, 
Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. you need like two, like you need like one initial burst of energy to get it out that far in the first place. And then you need some other like propulsive force to like have it maintain that orbit. Yeah. So, so unless, I don't know, there's like a giant, uh, yeah, like pocket of like methane um, in one of these pieces of the <laughs> earth. <laughs> That just just when it got out to the orbit, got like got like popped open, and then it just like <laughs> farted its way around into a mostly circular orbit. Real classy, um, Josh. Real classy. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've put hundreds of hours in the Kerbal Space Program. I think I think I know a thing or two about orbital mechanics by this point. <laughs> You are a doctorate in orbital physics in the same way that I am in ancient world in ancient world of warfare via Civ. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, <laughs> another theory is the capture method, and it states that there was a rogue planetoid just hurtling through space, and Earth said, "Hey, friend, come live with me," and it just kidnapped it. Mm-hmm. This is also oh, bullshit. It's not bullshit, but it's pretty. It's it's really bullshitty. Yeah, it's the it's amount of like gravitational pull and like perfect, like the perfect instance for like Earth to stop a speeding planetary body, one quarter its size. Does not make sense. Now, like Mars has the moon uh, Phobos, Phobos and Deimos. Right. Those are both probably asteroids. Those are potato moons. Like right, yeah, they're those are very tiny. clearly not like. It, it, that's an alien capture versus our girl, which is a quarter our size and perfect and big and beautiful and gray. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's no way that we scooped her up. There's just right. not. It should have blown us apart. But what if we almost did? Mm. Giant impact hypothesis, which states mm-hmm. that a planetoid named Thea, which was about the size of Mars, was pulled into planet Earth and they almost destroyed both of them. But both planets were so young and so spry, they kind of just bounced back and got weird and accretion-y. Yeah. The, result, what, the result from the collision was the moon. This accounts for the spattering of non-Earth material versus Earth material, the similar profiles, and the aging of the moon, give or take. Right, yeah. yeah. I, uh, again, because I'm a huge fucking space nerd, um... <laughs> If you haven't seen these already, listeners, go to YouTube right now. Look up, like, giant impact hypothesis simulations or videos. And you'll see the true fucking space nerds at, like, Caltech and MIT running these simulations of, like, well, how big would these planetary masses have to be? What would their relative speed be like? What, like, angle would they have had to uh, collide to do something like this, and, and and you'll see these things being simulated, and holy cow, is it one super impressive, super cool, but then also super terrifying. Like, oh, those little green pixels. Um, that's actually uh, uh, magma. Yeah, that's like hundreds of cubic miles of magma. Just it got deep, like screaming through space, and yeah. then slowly, right, like accreting and coalescing and one of them becomes the earth and one of them becomes the moon and it's so stinking cool it's so stinking cool yeah it 
It really is. And, like, that's part of this, too. You mentioned, like, that's the bad part of being a wizard is you get the dumb. But the good part is you get to mention the good shit, like this yeah, and the cool you shit. And you can go, hey, stuff. guys, there's real science for why this stuff is here. And we're just doing this for, you know, the laughs, I guess. And because I'm a masochist and read a book called <laughs> The Moon is Goddamn Hollow. But, Josh, there's another alternative we're not considering. Oh, because mainstream oh, science says no. The moon may have been towed there by ancient aliens. <laughs> God, I Politadena man, the same, <laughs> the same human being that runs those supercomputer simulations, is the same species that is gonna that is gonna say the thing that you're gonna say. So, God damn it. <laughs> we do know one thing for sure, though, that the moon has been invaded by aliens. <laughs> And I really am excited to finally do the real Twilight Zone reveal of the aliens were man! Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Super quick breakdown of the space race. Post-World War II, America and Russia doubled down on their nuclear programs as well as their rocketry programs. Uh, the Russians won at first by putting Sputnik up into the orbit, or up into the orbit of Earth. Then in the 50s and 60s, the Russians sent a series of the Luna probes. Mm-hmm. On May 9th, an unmanned probe, Luna, 5, uh, Luna 4, crashed into the surface of the moon. On March 31st, 1966, Luna 10 became the first lunar orbiter. On July 18th, 1965, Zond 3, an orbital probe, took pictures of the far side of the moon for the first time. Like, I know this is something that you have said often, and I share this with you. Like, how... Just how awe-inspiring would that have been to be like, yeah, I was a member of the team that photographed the far side of the moon that nobody else has ever seen because it's yeah. tidally locked. Like, yeah, we only get the one side of the moon. We don't see... How stinking cool is that? You know what else is oh, kind of stinking cool? What's that? Some of these contain artificial-looking <laughs> structures. <laughs> Finally, on July 20th, 1969, America successfully won the colonization card when it invaded the moon, planted a flag, and declared the first act of aggression in space. (laughs) It was also the last act of the space race, because, hey, we had won, and so now we get to come together and be celebrated in it. But, Josh, what if humans weren't the only aliens on the moon? So, Josh, this is part two. Aliens on the moon. Um, so, during their walk in 1969, um, Apollo 11 astronauts Edwin, Buzz Aldrin, and Neil Lewis Armstrong, that's a joke, his middle name is Lewis, <laughs> I just wanted to make it, performed the first ever moonwalk. And the whole time they're up there, they just had a feeling that they were being watched. Using a shortwave radio, uh, Armstrong relayed to the lander, which relayed to Earth, that there were a pair of aliens waiting for them, parked around the crater, just watching. (laughs) But they weren't the... Oh, wait, sorry. But they weren't the only ones. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, the second American around the world ever carpenter, um... Mm. 
said that he was under constant UFO surveillance from the entire time that, that, that his craft was in space in 1962. During the first ever spacewalk, Ed White reportedly saw a craft with, um, craft with wings. His co-astronaut, mm. James McDivitt, took pictures of this craft. They were confiscated mm. by NASA, and they're still <laughs> classified. But McDivitt right. copped to taking pictures of it and corroborated White's story. Okay, okay. Well, hey, that's that's worth something. Something, something, yeah. I, I'm just more inclined to believe astronauts. I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, who the yeah. fuck can you trust if you can't trust an astronaut? No, okay, so also just, yeah, precisely to that point, like, that these guys were the cowboys of space. Um, there was one, I, I don't know who this, oh, I'd have to double check this. There was one astronaut, again, during some of the, I don't think the Americans had gotten a human in orbit yet. I don't think it was John Glenn. It was somebody else um, during one of these like rocket test flights, like snuck a corned beef sandwich up in his like spacesuit. <laughs> and NASA was fucking pissed at him. He's like, come on, it's a little, it's a little corned beef, a little sauerkraut, a little rye bread, kind of a little pickle. Um <laughs> I love the stories of astronauts snuggling, or wow, snuggling, smuggling shit up. Like, because it was, who was it that brought the golf clubs up and played golf on the moon? Oh, like, was that 14? Yeah. Apollo 14, something like that. Definitely wasn't a 13. It was not Apollo 13. <laughs> no, it was not. Um, But uh, yeah, it was something like, well, and then during like one of the first, um, yeah, like space stations, I think this was Skylab. Um. Yeah, that like three that that like two or three person crew, um, they were like overworked. NASA kept like there was like no like okay so take like a twenty minute nap, but then we have more we have to do more science have to do more science, and the crew got like so stressed out and so overworked that that they like mutinied. There was truly a space mutiny, and like <laughs> and like for a few hours they like shut off the radio back to Earth, and they like stopped doing all their experiments or like no fuck you guys we're astronauts we're in space you can't tell us what to do so so right yeah if, if there's anybody that i would believe you would be an, an astronaut you're, you're damn right <laughs> first like outer space union that's that's beautiful i love it yeah no it was. it was like <laughs> it was it was so great now okay sorry i'm getting Way so excited for no, movement no, space no, stuff. No, no, you're great. So. You're great, buddy. Don't even okay. worry about okay. it. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Um. <laughs> In 1965, James Lovell and Frank Borman reported two UFOs that followed them repeatedly throughout their 14-day orbit of Earth. This 14-day orbit set a new world record. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, UFO mm -hmm. sightings by astronauts are so common that they nicknamed them Santa Clauses. <laughs> According to former NASA chief Maurice Shelton, on Christmas Day, Apollo 8 photographed the orbit, photographed and orbited the dark side of the moon. So they pulled a Russia years after Russia, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Lovell, same guy. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Lovell, the same guy from before, he reported, uh, or he advised, uh, let, or let them know there is a Santa Claus here. There was a UFO on the dark side of the moon on Christmas Day. That's amazing. That's but really, Josh, yeah, so what's more northern than the moon? 
And the most northern part of the moon is the moon's north pole. Is Santa Claus really in his workshop on the north pole of the moon? Also, just a few more words about Jim Lovell. Yes, please. So, so yeah, he was the the head guy for oh, Apollo 8, which was, yeah, like they didn't land, but they did like the, the full like kind of orbit around. So, yeah, they were they were taking... I don't know if this was the first time that there were humans humans taking pictures because uh, the Luna Four. Well, that was, was Russia. Unmanned... Yeah, that was before that. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was, and that was an unmanned probe, which like okay, oh, sure, yeah. you can like yeah, but yeah, the first time that yeah, like humans, I see to, what like, you're saying. Do yeah. that, and then that same individual, Jim Lovell, was the one who was the commander on Apollo Thirteen. And portrayed by Tom Hanks in the movie. There you go. <laughs> Was Jenna on the moon? <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> Forrest Gump too. When he goes to the moon to find Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. oh God, I'm being dumb. I'm sorry. No, that's no, great. It's great. <laughs> um. So, yeah, astronauts seeing ooky spooky shit, unidentified flying objects on the moon. Um, part of my research for this was a documentary called, and I say documentary in air quotes, called Aliens on the Moon, The Truth Revealed. Oh, my God. Uh, this yeah, is what okay. broke me at 9-11 on Saturday morning. <laughs> because amid, like, all the bull, but, like, okay, so they have um, Neil Armstrong on there. Or it's Buzz Aldrin. It's one of them. It's one of the two astronauts. One of the two. Okay, yep. And, like, they keep kind of, like, bullying this poor man into saying, like, say you fucking saw aliens on the moon. He's like, no. Say that these fucking structures on the moon are an ancient nuclear power plant. He's like, that's not my business. I'm an astronaut. I'm not a fucking nuclear engineer. So all this shit. So, like, they're abusing a senior citizen. But then they found the two, like, and I would say prettiest looking girls at NASA. Mm-hmm. who can also, like, look into a camera and talk. Probably the ones yeah. that give the tours, but are, like, the interns who are really jazzed to work at NASA because they yeah. know a lot yeah. and they're young and they're passionate. Mm-hmm. And they keep, like, every time these both of these two girls talk, they go, but, you know, everything we're seeing is probably shadows. Mm. Like, every fucking time. And, like... Yeah. It's the editing, and it's bad editing, but, like, among all this shit, I did get a couple cool little things. Um, all right. So, all right. here we go, with alien structures on the moon, Josh. According to uh, declassified NASA images, these are pictures that NASA has taken, um, this documentary looks at them and then takes the paint bucket function on Photoshop and changes them in a different color and see and goes, oh, look, see, there's a base. Oh, look, see, there's a tower. And while 90% of it is bullshit, there's some shit that's real shit. So okay, I'm going to be okay. flooding your phone with these as we go. So number one is a little something-something called The Cube, which was photographed by uh, John Walson, the guy who wrote We're Not Alone on the Moon, and also photographed by a Chinese probe in 2016. Oh, sh- okay, yeah, I'm seeing this. Whoa. Yep. Okay, yep. Um, definitely looks like a cube. Yeah, yep, definitely, definitely looking like a cube. like a cube. There was also a 23-mile-tall tower. 
20, wait, which I want to say was picked up by a yeah, it was picked up by a Russian probe, taking photographs. But like the documentary made a point to point this out. Um, given its okay. scale, it would be twenty three miles tall. Okay. Also, apparently the moon is goddamn Texas because everything on it is is like preposterously big. <laughs> but but the whole reason it gets to be that big is because of lower gravity doesn't restrict us. Also, they're super advanced aliens. So fuck you, haters. <laughs> um, I don't know the real name for this, but I'm calling it Luke Skywalker's house. This was taken by Apollo 11. Alright. <laughs> Skywalker's... See what I'm saying? That's Luke Skywalker's pat on Tatooine. Ben, I was wanting to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. You can waste time with your friends when your moon chores are done. <laughs> um, there was a complex. They call it a complex, quote-unquote, and I couldn't find a picture of it that looked good enough. Apparently it's a 23-mile-long complex that they nicknamed Los Angeles, and it looks like a cityscape. Hmm. And shy of booting the documentary up and taking a picture off my TV, which is not good right. eats. Yeah. You just got to take my word. They also found a mile-long cannon barrel next to a nuclear power plant cooling station. And my only thought is, okay, gang, they're goddamn aliens. They need a cooling tower, but there's no cooling lake? Okay, you guys are just stupid. <laughs> but finally, and this is the most damning evidence, Apollo 8 photographed tank tracks on the moon. Like, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. this is Apollo 8. This isn't, this is before anybody had landed there, but here are some tire tracks. And don't worry, listeners, these will all be up on our Twitter, 2WizardsPotsy1, and Instagram, 2WizardsPodcast.com. Oh, hey! And also on our goddamn Facebook, because I sold out. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's all right. That's so, to, yeah, there's some fucking to, structures on the moon, Josh. I mean... Those do anything for you? I mean, yeah, they can probably be just classified as shadow, but... Well, and they, they certainly um, spark the imagination. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if nothing else, if nothing else from out of all this series, if it, if it gets people just asking, hey, what is that? Or I want to learn out more. That, that's all right. That's okay. Yeah, let's, let's send some more probes that way. Let's try to have our Congress get their shit together to, like, uh, fund sustainably, like, space exploration and stuff. Um, once you start making, like, oh, no, this is a, this is a cannon and, and it's, well, there's no way you can know that. There's no way you can know what that is. <laughs> that one definitely did look like Luke Skywalker's house, though. Um, I I got to call that what it is. <laughs> um, that is one point. I looked it up. It, it was Buzz Aldrin. My bad, guys. That is one oh, point okay. that Buzz Aldrin made was that, like, he didn't care. He would never say that aliens weren't a real thing. I don't think he actually buys into them. But he said literally what you just said about, well, if some wacko sees this and wants to throw a hundred bucks at it, okay. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like maybe space should be GoFundMe. And if you don't find aliens, well, you just didn't meet your project goal. I don't know. Yeah, right, right. And then, uh, yeah, all of those backers just have little, I don't know, like coffee cup swag for (laughs) We're, we're going to the moon. And uh, we're going to get those aliens set up on OnlyFans. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Only Grays. 
<laughs> Only grass. <laughs> Maybe that's it. We'll have a giant crowdfunding. Um, all of those e-girls and thoughts will. Yeah, like the, the like like one month on OnlyFans, put on alien masks and donate a percentage of their uh, uh, money towards, I don't know, a rocket or something. <laughs> Josh, what did you just call them? E girls and thoughts. E yeah. T's. Oh! <laughs> God damn! I love this blue moon. This is great. I'm in a great place right now. <laughs> I'm really glad, buddy, because I'm about to take you to the darkest place we've ever gone as two wizards. Oh, boy. Because mostly, Josh, if we're seeing all these, like, abandoned or what appear to be abandoned and derelict and empty, not really buildings anymore, and outside of, you know, some blue flashes during the 50s of purple light, Mm -hmm. it's it's probably safe to say that there are no longer aliens on the moon, right? Yeah, probably. But what if... Those aliens were, in fact, inside the moon. (laughs) I love this so much. That was the thing. Fucking, I forgot how 90s documentaries were shot. Yeah. And it's like, recap, it's like the worst written five-paragraph essay you've ever watched. Holy. Because it's like, (laughs) intro, what we're going to say, topic sentence, first topic, Restate your intro. Here's an expert talking about it. Restate your... It's it's, it's obnoxious. And then every commercial break. But what if... And it's like, okay, what if... What if we don't need commercials anymore? Can I get a fucking edited version of this? No, that's just it. I think that's precisely... I would love... I mean, if I weren't already, like, neck deep in all this other stuff that I technically need to do in order to graduate... um. Yeah, even just like comparing television shows when there were like actual commercial breaks versus television shows now where it's like, okay, yeah, we'll like broadcast this, but 85% of our viewership is just going to be on like Hulu or whatever. Like that'd be fascinating to compare those. Because like, and, and I know we've talked about this before, like I distinctly remember being a little kid like, oh, it's commercials. I have to sprint to the bathroom Mm-hmm. to go take a leak and then sprint back in time because if I miss the first 30 seconds when the episode starts back up again I'm never going to see that for the rest of my life unless I somehow that, catch yeah. it yeah. unless I somehow happen to luck out and catch a rerun of it um, <laughs> and it God like if only young me would have known it's okay you can watch that Simpsons later yeah. go, go do anything else yeah, like, yeah. it changes a man. <laughs> you can watch that King of the Hill later. You're going to yeah. do a podcast about it. Go fucking play outside with your friends. like. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, all right. But yes, okay, so maybe the aliens are inside the moon, which... Yes. If Yeah, if we thought Hollow Earth was a dumb topic, an episode... <laughs> we just just multiply that by the lunar coefficient, and then here here, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, 
but which but okay also so but but then also I, I i gotta say too right like in like okay now instead of like just like visiting or like just exploring the moon with the apollo program if like the artemis program and then who knows maybe fucking elon musk too or jeff bezos or whoever if, if we're gonna like if the next step is going to be essentially setting up yeah like an early colony to like mine some of that stuff or put some like industrial ag, ag, ag activity out there on the moon. Well, how, where are those people going to live? How are they going to be protected from like the cosmic radiation and all that stuff? Uh, dig, dig, motherfucker. Like find yeah. a find a cave somewhere. So again, it's not completely <laughs> outside the realm of possibilities, which is exactly where conspiracy theories love to kind of dwell (laughs) 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 oh god so okay here we go just take it a minute i just got to take a minute yeah okay as much time yep the hollow moon theory was first proposed in 1901 by science fiction author h.g wells (laughs) Damn, H2 Okay, sure. When he wrote a story about the moon being hollow. <laughs> so not unlike Jules Verne writing about the hollow earth, we have H.G. Yeah. Wells writing about the, hollow the goddamn hollow moon. <laughs> I didn't read that story. I'm sorry. I just couldn't read yeah, any more not... shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... The hollow moon theory is basically that, that the moon is hollow, and either it existed there previously, aliens showed up and hollowed it out using their Mm. super advanced alien technology, which is where, Josh, we get the lunar mares, those big volcanic seas. It wasn't asteroid exit wound. No, no, sir. No, no. (laughs) It was aliens that drilled down, and they blasted that shit out of the moon onto the craters or onto the surface. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But maybe. Much... Or like aliens <laughs> just grabbed onto the moon and they towed it here. <laughs> and I hear you laughing, but like this ties into the um this ties into the spaceship moon theory. Which was popular popularized in the seventies by Russian scientist scientist Mikhail Vasin and Alexander Sharbakov. Okay. Um, they said that the moon was actually a planet that was hollowed out by aliens and towed to Earth to serve as what, Josh? That's fucking right, baby. A generational starship. Which would be pretty badass. Which then seeded the nascent Earth and acted as an observation point and watched over Earth as, you know, she was seeded and budded and mm. life grew and hey, the starship fucking trick worked. And yeah, it was longer than we ever envisioned it. But goddamn it, baby, if that didn't take off. Well, and and that's why there's only the one side that faces the Earth, so that they can have 24-hour surveillance instead of like, ah, oh, I guess we have to wait for the moon to rotate back around again. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, yeah. that, maybe that could be. Maybe that could be. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that could be a thing. (laughs) 
But also, Josh, I want you to consider the perfect rotation pattern of the Earth and the Moon. Hmm. Which is only a couple thousand kilometers out of, you know, sequence at any given time. Is that, you know, a perfect almost circular rotation, Josh? Or could it be retro rockets and autopilot positioning systems? <laughs> <laughs> because what if the moon was actually a goddamn hollow spaceship and not just a hollowed out planet i just remember josh remember how the outer surface of the moon is harder than the interior surface yeah 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 well you know why homie that. Because it's built to with it's built. It is purpose built to withstand orbital bombardment. <laughs> you put the hard exoskeleton on the inside. Or on the outside. And what's on the inside? I don't know. Maybe a goddamn Dyson sphere that captured a fucking star. That's how you power your moonalization. <laughs> Oh my god. Mark, you no wonder you are a stronger man than I am. Because if I had to go through all this shit this week Like if my brain was cracking with ancient medicine, there's no way that I could have survived just this deluge of Now now real quick I just wanna take a break here. Because okay. again this is a deluge. And yeah, I can't have you yeah. give away the ending before the beginning. Um, okay, yeah. We need to talk about fucking Roland Emmerich's moon crash. Oh, yeah. Oh, true. Okay, true. Right. The, 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 what do you call that? The patient zero for this episode? The reason that I yes. watched about eight hours of videos and read, I'd say, 600, maybe 800 pages of utter nonsense. Utter fucking nonsense. Um... So basically, aliens come to the moon, and they turn off the moons. And also, guys, spoilers throughout. I don't know if you're going to watch this, Josh. Maybe I should ask you before probably, I get into this. Are you going to watch Moon Crash? Probably not, no. Okay, well, it's on Max if you change your mind. And also, okay. um, do it straight, because I definitely watched it with performance-enhancing substances, and it okay. made me enjoy it less. So, okay, fair enough. Yep. That, you know, indicator. Um, aliens turn off the moon's autopilot, and so its orbit becomes erratic. <laughs> and it's up to some woman, who I forget, uh, Patrick Wilson, who you may remember as Night oh. Owl 2, and uh, Samuel Tarley from Game of Thrones. And about 90% of the movie is Patrick Wilson being delighted at Samuel Tarley, who is a constructionist, a person who believes that the moon is in fact a fake structure. Uh, he's a scientist and, you know, and Patrick Wilson is just mystified and delighted by this little round man child. And I got to say I was too, until it kept happening and kept happening and kept happening. Um, there's a, there, it, the, it's, it's so fucked up. Cause like, there's all this cool bits about how, like, as the moon gets closer, earth just keeps getting fucked up. And there's like these right. weird gravity windows where like the gravity on earth becomes lesser because the moon is so close. So like people are like trying to jump off or like jumping off buildings and shit and living. <laughs> and that's fun. That's cool. But none of it makes sense. And then there's a goddamn AI in the center of the moon that talks to Patrick Wilson. Guys, don't watch moon crash. 
I was so excited. Go back and listen. I forget which episodes, but I told you, Josh, like how happy I was to watch Moon Crash. Don't watch it because it'll make you research this shit. Yeah. And just, at the end of the uh, day, you're gonna realize that the moon that the moon is a goddamn fucking hollowed out spaceship that captured a star and seeded all life on our planet. I I I just which it is like it's it's like I know just a minute ago I was saying like ah who cares what ever people think about oh well, here's a photo of this and if tank tracks if it if it leads to some like genuine scientific inquiry or research or investigation I know I just said that like 20 minutes ago but now I think <laughs> I want to take that back just like oh just <laughs> fuck you guys because now I can only imagine some hapless professor like five years from now, three years from now, doing like an intro to astronomy class and having like just a whole batch of students be like, well, yeah, well, I, uh, the moon's actually a hollowed out uh, a ship made by aliens and just having to like combat that level of stupidity. And it's depressing. Yeah. 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 But you know, too, at the same time, though, like to devil's advocate, like I watched that and then I read a bunch about like the actual, like, you know, NASA missions and the Russian missions. And I didn't know that the Russians were the first ones to photograph the dark side. That's super cool. So like. Pull out the data, I guess. Like, yeah, we can which, land on the it. fucking moon, or we can be so stupid we can inspire people to try and learn more about the moon at their public library. Like, yeah, you know, that's yeah, that that's okay. And and I would hope, I would hope that making that step, going to the public library, checking out some books, that those individuals find yeah the more credible or the more thoroughly supported literature um that has like higher consensus about yeah this is this is what we think happened here's yeah do you ever wonder why we say there's a man on the moon well or they have these like darker spots that people thought were like oceans well here's what happened and and this is why i would i would like to think that that happens more often than not so so maybe that's a good note to end on with that so what you're saying is that's one small step for a man to the library, one <laughs> giant leap for reading a goddamn book. <laughs> yeah, one would hope. One would R-E-A-D-A-B-O. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but Josh, what if other people wrote about how the moon hasn't always been there? Well, sure, sure, yeah, because um, you did a great job kind of laying out the different hypotheses about how the moon was formed and all that. So, so what else could they possibly mean? But what if it was not so ancient, man? I don't know. What follows is I don't know if it's real or not. And this is where my brain quit trying because, like, I get so fucking high on my own supply of sympathetic magic and shit that this is where I stopped and, like, really had to reevaluate a lot of the shit that I'm just doing with myself as a person. 
Yeah, I mean, there is. But that's, but that's also look, part of. But that, sorry, but that is ahead. also part of part of being a wizard. Is it is? It's it's, it's we gaze into the abyss so that you don't have to. So God damn that abyss gazed back at me and it bore a moon beast inside of it. Um, yeah, and it bit me, and I turned into that moon beast, and now I'm a moon beast on the moon. Um, so. There is a time in human history when we just, we didn't talk about the moon the way that we talk about other celestial bodies. It's like a broad stroke note. We don't talk about it until a certain time, right? Which is about 12,000 years ago. Hmm. Then it shows up unanimously. Um, so I'm just going to rattle off a couple of these. And if you hear anything that's spikes your imagination, you let me know, bud, because it's about to get fucking weird. Um, okay. The Book of Job, 22.5, talks about how that these people had, that a um, that this place of people had existed since before the time of the moon. Mm. It's denoting right. that people are old and live there. Um, your homie and my homie, Aristotle, spoke mm-hmm. about the uh, po- Pelasgians. Oh yeah, Pelasgians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Uh, spoke about the place, the Pelasgians, a people who existed in Greece before the time of the moon. This was then backed up by two writers, uh, Democritus and Anaxagoras, who taught that the pre-existence of the moon was in fact a real thing. They taught this to their students. They maintained, no, no, you can suffer, you can separate all of Earth's history into BM and PM before moon and post moon <laughs> bowel movement and poop moon I don't know <laughs> um, one of the people that Aristotle wrote about Aristotle wrote about him Ovid and Hippolytus also wrote about the Arcadians hmm who were said to have been so old that they existed on Earth in a time before the moon was here. Interesting. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, Colombian natives say that the moon didn't show up until about 5,000 BCE. Okay, good to know. Thank you, Colombian natives. And finally, um, the Mayans, in their earlier history, maintained that the most dominant body in the sky was the planet Venus. Until I mean, there was a weird shift when we started, they also started tracking the moon as a giant astronomical body. Which, because yeah, like Venus is also like super bright in the, in, yeah. in the night sky. Um, so I guess that makes that makes sense. So, I mean, what it's called the evening star, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's I think that's what it's or like a, a popular term for it. Because yeah, mm-hmm. you know, too, I had to really. With it all this, I really had to go back and think about, like, what was it like to exist in a time before light pollution? Exactly, man. No, th- yeah. That's Even in the it, 50s, like... talking about, like, we saw purple flashes of light on mm-hmm. the moon. I bet you fucking yeah. could. You know what I mean? Like, Well, and, and who's to say that, right, maybe they were, like, giant... I... Maybe there was some, some sort of, like, bombardment of asteroids... That were bright enough to to have been perceived by the unaided human eye, um, 
at night because but, but and i think that's but but you bring up a very good point too right like we're just so dulled we're so blinded by all this light pollution that and, and i think also to an extent too like conceptually like oh no there's all these pictures of the moon we have satellites up there we have telescopes stuff like that too um but yeah what if i don't know <laughs> but see that's it like um i read a book um about vikings children of ash and children of elm and it talks mm. about how like they got their concept they likely got their concept of the rainbow bridge based off of their location relative to the Milky Way galaxy on Earth. So, like, they would look up and see the Milky Way galaxy, and they could have seen it clearly. And literally, they would have seen, like, the big gravitating star, or, you know, the big primary star systems and shit, with Mm -hmm. these fucking, you know, liminal uh, rainbow bridges of light connecting them. And it's like, no fucking, no fucking duh, this is how this shit happened. Like, god damn, dog. Well, and, and it, it's so weird to me. You know, like, I just want to see it just one time. Exa- no, yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Because, yeah, it's it, it's like that. Not exactly the same as what what we were just talking about, too. Like, there's no more front, front frontiers. There's no, like, more. There's no more unexplored or, like, magic, right? So, like, what is that? Like, to be truly in awe of something where, like, yeah, like, you can't be in awe of something if you can just like google it you know <laughs> i mean yeah like i was getting swayed on fucking aliens on the moon based off of pictures of the moon that i fucking googled like yeah yeah and so it, it... we so, can so, look so, at yeah. the pillars of creation and shit and go oh wow it's a really cool mm-hmm. thing but mm-hmm. we don't know we don't i don't know um when that martian probe sent back that picture of earth it it it, it was like it w- or, sorry, it was the su- it was the Martian sunset. Oh, I yeah. cried like mm-hmm. a little bitch for like twenty minutes when I found that, and it was my background for like a year. Yeah, because goddamn it, it, it's a Martian sunset. What the fuck is that? Like we're living yeah. in the goddamn future. I'm the juggernaut. Like, yeah. but at the same time, <laughs> living in that future means that I don't get to see what the night sky was like to like our fucking ancestors, and that really bums yeah. me out. Right, yeah. But it well, also it, makes constellations even... real confusing, because, like, now you can pick them out real simple, like, oh, that's the Big Dipper. Oh, that's the mm-hmm. Swan. Oh, that's Cassiopeia. But, like, mm-hmm. back then, when you could see fucking everything, man, how did they... Maybe the South Park model is right, of, like, it really was the giant laser show in the sky. Yeah, could... I... For for our purposes, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's what it was. And, like... <sighs> Kids, go to your local planet Arium. <laughs> right, go go there. Find your local museum of natural sciences or, or whatever. Um, go if if you're go go to the nearest place. Well, okay, like bring an adult with you, but like go to the nearest place that's as far away removed from light pollution that you can find. Get a pair of binoculars and just like look and just look and like yeah. and like bathe bathe in that awe of like holy cow this is this is maybe like a quarter of that experience 
being an ancient Greek, being like a pre-Columbian um, in, in indigenous person in South America and like gazing up and be like, holy shit, look at that. And then being a pre-industrial human, like, yeah, yeah. Being a pre-industrial, like well before, yeah, like well before the age of computers, even, um, well, well yeah. And even that, right. Like, I, I don't, I don't know, man. No, what's up? Maybe, what's up? I, I was also just going to say, maybe these blue moons are like <laughs> sneaking up on me a little faster than I anticipated. Um, <laughs> But okay, Those so moon men are shifty. The, they are some shifty moon men. Um, so I I was gonna maybe like say this more more towards the end as like a concluding thing, but but I I think this is a good yeah. point to kind of raise it up. So okay, right. NASA's trying to get its Artemis thing going again. I'm, I'll admit it. I'm I'm on Team Musk, Starship. Let's go, Falcon Nine, all that stuff. Let let let's do it. I also think, Mark, that like this would probably be more a retirement activity for us. Okay. But, like commercial space travel is like oh, right yeah. around the corner, and, and 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 specifically like 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 affordable or like accessible commercial reasonable. Space like you and I could probably do it when we're in our fifties. That's like what eighteen years from now. Yeah, oh well and and I could even wait till I'm I don't know, in my like sixties or seventies. Like I could wait but but if there ever were if, if there ever were the opportunity, like definitely suborbital or even orbital flight around Earth, like hands down. Yes, of course. Sign me up for the like pre orders, like now. <laughs> um But also if if it worked out, um so it, Andy Weir is the novelist who wrote The Martian. And his second book was called Artemis, which is about a moon base, coincidentally. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's like, prim- it's it's not quite as good as The Martian was. It's still decent. Um, and so, yeah, like those, the like lunar bases there are primarily industry. Because it's like, here's all this raw material Here's this titanium, here's this aluminum, here's this oxygen that we're, yeah, like refining, smelting, all that stuff. But then there's also on these bases, yeah, like a not insignificant tourist industry. Yeah, totally. And yeah, I would I would do that in a heartbeat easy. Would you as well? Would you want to have some like stipulations or... Would you want to even be like one of the first passengers? Where do you see yourself in like this space tourism going to the moon? I'm going to the moon. Um, I think we talked in like OG space episode about how like I, think so. yeah. I would just run screaming up the ramp right now if it was like, okay, but you're leaving all your friends behind. Bye. Yeah. Fuck you. I get to go to Mars. Like, mm-hmm. and to that end, like, yeah, if you need. I don't think the moon needs, like, the suicide colony. that Mar- or not, It's not suicide. But, you know, like, you're going to die up there. You're not going back to Earth. Right. Um, I don't yeah, think the moon the, would uh... need that. You bet your ass I'd go up there. Like, shit, mm-hmm. I'd work on the moon. I'd be down to work on the moon, if not just, you know, the the, the yeah. tourism to the moon. Which, because, and I think that would be the next, right? Like, that would be the, the next sort of 
Wild West, Wild Frontier, just like, yeah, the American West was like cowboys and then gold mining and then like oil rush, just like the like whalers going and living those crazy lives. I would, I would imagine on the moon, on the moon, (laughs) free, free Wilsiak. They carry a harpoon. Yeah, man, I I could give up a, a life in academia if that meant being a moon oil Derek. Like, I know nothing about that. I, I wouldn't be the first pick. I wouldn't be the, like, thousandth pick for that position. Oh, God, but, it's just full fucking circle, like, bad Discovery Channel shows. Like, so yeah. you have ancient aliens <laughs> talking about... But is the moon hollow? And then, hi, I'm Mike Rowe. Join us as we join these intrepid moon helium-3 miners. I'm here with Josh. He's taking me through a day. Yeah, Yeah. I get real dusty, and the dust is weird. It'll cut you. It'll cut you real good. And then Mike Rowe, like, gets all done. Ah, fucking dusty. Ah, I fell in the moon dust. Oh, no. The moon's deadliest catch. (laughs) Apparently, the moon fucking... crabs have been a thing for generations. They live in the lava rock. <laughs> they taste like shit, but apparently they cure herpes, and humans can't get enough of them. <laughs> you throw the pot into, yeah, one of those massive craters. And then, all right, we'll come and set this and come back in a couple hours. Yeah, see what sort of moon moon crabs we can, we can haul up. <laughs> And then it's like a giant, like, fallout Mirelurk queen kind of thing. And everybody grabs their laser pistols. And there's Micro again saying, like, the the moon lurk queen always always puts up a tougher fight. And many a greenhorn has been dragged back to its sublunar lair. <laughs> And then it cuts to, like, cops episodes with, like, Hollow Moon cops. <laughs> Hollow Moon cops. Oh, I love it. This oh, driver so thought he could evade moon cops. Look at him <laughs> as he turns through a red light. It's the only red light on the moon, and he blows right by it. Until, <laughs> not able to compensate for gravity, this perp does a quadruple thri- flip into a crater. Think again, moon loser. I don't. Anyway, back at the goddamn anyway, ranch. Okay, yeah, sorry, we got weird. We got ranch. real rambling. We, we got I'm glad weird. we did. Because I'm about to hit you with the the fucking hammer of truth in the back of the head to kill any skepticism you might have. Okay, and and to help me receive that blow. So I've had a couple of blue moons now. Uh, the, the, the Mrs. Wizard also found one of these. And she's had a couple. She said they're good. This is my first first attempt um but uh, apparently blue moon also has a mango wheat oh so wow okay i have a blue moon mango wheat to help me receive that ball peen hammer um to my uh, occipital lobe and uh take but what take, if we called it a moon go wheat oh man <laughs> Ooh, that's mighty mangoey. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that's mighty mangoey. Not bad. 
Just mighty mango. <laughs> okay. All right. Blah. Ready. You're all right, buddy. Yes. I can okay. I'm, I'm here. So before we devolved into madness, which all these ancient civilizations talk about a time before the moon existed, right? Right. Could it be that the moon, as either a starship or possibly towed by extraterrestrials, suddenly appeared in the skies of Earth? And I know how dumb that is, but we're going to do a big old callback here, Josh. What is the one thing that every single fucking culture shares? That's right. A goddamn flood myth. Mmm. Yeah. And this goddamn flood myth is pretty much around the exact same fucking time. It is in Earth's, like, distant, like, not quite prehistory, not quite, like, post, you know, whatever you call that consciousness time. We all have it. We're all afraid of it. And what causes floods? That's fucking right, baby. The tides that are caused by the moon. The moon. So aliens brought the moon to Earth. Now, again, this is totally ignoring the generational starship theory. Whatever. Shut up. You're not oh supposed God. to remember that part. Um, <laughs> totally ignoring that whole hypothesis that the moon was brought here to seed life on Earth. But it was brought to Earth in our more recent history. And it was during that time that the new gravitational poles on the planet just fucked us for, you know, tide and sea level and sank a ton of cities and left a gigantic cultural scar on all of humanity. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Or, 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 right. Maybe there was some. Other, maybe there was some other passing interstellar object that like teamed up with the moon and had super strong tidal effects on Earth. <laughs> I yeah, maybe right, but like. <laughs> Just that. And I got to that point and I was like, oh, fuck me. The moon is hollow and it was put here by aliens. <laughs> but, but, if all that doesn't just do it for you, I got one more piece. Okay. All right. One more. All right. So, during its flight around the moon, Apollo 12 dropped part of itself onto the moon and hit the moon. Mm. Right. The moon right. then right. rang like a bell for about an hour. Mm. It just rang. And what rings like a bell, Josh? That's right. Hollow shit. <laughs> that's where we're cutting, because I can't go any further here. Okay, What's inside no. the moon? We don't goddamn know. Um, One theory is that it is like a gigantic fucking alien prison, a la Men in Black 3. Which, according to Joseph Farrell, is one of the theories as to what the moon is doing there. It's just like fucking Space Australia. They put all the convicts out there. Um, <laughs> there is a hyper-intelligent, advanced alien race living on the moon. It is Nazis on the moon. That's a popular fringe, that Nazis live in the moon. Uh, because the Nazis got to Earth before the Americans and the Soviets during World War II. Uh, using gray UFO technology. That's a topic for another day. 
Um, yeah. It's a dead civilization. I kind of like this one. I like this one the best. That like it was a super advanced race of aliens in a generational starship, and like they seeded us, and something mm. happened, and like it just it failed, and they all died. So like, okay, okay. Basically, it's the plot to Prometheus. Josh. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? I lobbed a ton of crap at you tonight. Enough crap to accrete inside of your brain and make it so <laughs> hollow moon. Hollow moon. No, I... Again, man, like, I I just... I, 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 I love the moon. I want to go back. Oh, okay, okay, well, I want us collectively as a species to go back. I would also love someday to actually go there myself. Because as, like, sentimental and um, uh, 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 moved and odd as I was to go to Greece for, like, a week. Where, yeah, like, I was, like, eating olives and, like, crying the entire time. If I ever made it to the moon, I'd be eating moon olives. Or just the, <laughs> like, regolith, right? Like, Mark, 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 Mark I drink seawater out of the Mediterranean. You better believe I'm going to grab a scoop of, like, moon moon dust. And moon just, dust like, cram- it into your tang. It's my moon pre-workout. I'm going to run a lunar mile. It scratches so good. Because <laughs> I'm, like, bleeding <laughs> to my stomach. Um, <laughs> but also, perhaps, if I may... Um, this may this might also be a, a, a fitting end to to our episode on the moon, all the silly silly things about the moon, all, all the lovely 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 things about the moon. Um, so so this is this is this is um, from the from the Orphic hymns, which were a group of yeah like 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 ninety or so short poems. Um, in, in the Hellenistic, so like not, not during, not like classical Greece, but like a, more like the time after Alexander the Great and all that. Okay. Um, but, but these are the Orphic hymns, the hymns of Orpheus or attributed to Orpheus or in his, in, in, in homage to, to Orpheus. Um, and this is Orphic hymn number eight to the moon. Or the goddess Selene. So, here, goddess queen, diffusing silver light, bull-horned and wandering through the gloom of night, with stars surrounded and with circuit wide, night's torch extending through the heavens you ride. Female and male with borrowed rays you shine, and now full-orbed, now tending to decline. Mother of ages, fruit-producing moon, whose amber orb makes night's reflected noon. Lover of horses, splendid queen of night, all-seeing power bedecked with starry light. Lover of vigilance, the foe of strife, in peace rejoicing and a prudent life. Fair lamp of night, its ornament and friend, who gifts to nature's works their destined end Queen of the stars, all wife Diana Hale, decked with a graceful robe and shining veil. Come, blessed goddess, prudent, starry, bright. Come, moony lamp with chaste and splendid light. Shine on these sacred rites with prosperous rays, and please accept 
thy suppliant's mystic praise. God damn. Isn't that beautiful? That is. God. Ah, the moon. Really the like moon. <laughs> so yeah, man. I the and moon. I and I honestly, yeah, can't think can't think of a better better place to end with, with that. So I guess listeners. Th- th- thanks for joining us on this bit of a ride. I, I mean, Mark, I felt a little, I, I felt more than a touch of lunacy going through oh. some of, <laughs> going going through some of this. Uh, um, <laughs> God, I can't even do an outro. <laughs> okay, but but no, no, we, we can do it. So so listeners. Tell us what what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Do you think there's some aliens on the moon? Would you want to be an alien on the moon? Would you want to go up there? Um, is it uh, uh, is, is is it the 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 Pendleton crater? I think that's what it's called. Um, it's it's like one of the southern um, yeah like craters. Um, at, at the like, um, or or is it Shackleford? What the fuck is it? If if it's Which Shackleford, one? so there's like a set of oh Shackleton, Shackleton. That's Shackleton. Oh, there's you're a, doing the Antarctic Explorer, yeah. Yes. So yeah, there's 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 some craters down in like the the like southern pole of the moon that get that are like almost perpetually in sunlight and so if there ever would be a, a, a spot for a lunar base it would be there because you you set up your solar panels that get practically complete coverage in the sun boom um like you don't have to worry about spending two weeks in the dark um until right the like moon rotates back again it, it gets kind of weird sending like rockets that way but that's a lot easier to work around than having to plan a lunar base that won't get like a power supply for two weeks at a time anyway anyway listeners what are you yeah tell us let us know we'll put a whole bunch of pictures up there you can decipher you you can tell us if you think this image looks like luke skywalker's house um We, 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 we want to know. We always love hearing from you. And you can do that a couple different ways. You can send an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. We're on Facebook now. Look us up. Um, or tell us that you want to be added on Facebook through one of these other ways. And we can do that too. Um, uh, the Instagram is back up and going. Yeah. Yes, because I was just looking at that. Yeah, I was just checking that out. Um, I am also on Twitter. You can find me, Josh, at Plaid Barbarian. Mark, what are some other things that you'd like to uh, share with everybody? Uh, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me on our sister podcast, The Dangle Podcast, a weekly King of the Hill podcast where me and my buddy Johnny take two episodes of King of the Hill and discuss it. Uh, this week we're doing Tanking It to the Streets. That's the Operation Infinite Walrus episode. <laughs> and of Mice and Little Green Men. And listeners, um, 
please do me a favor, check that one out, and then go back in time and check out our Can You See the Lights Part 1 episode from Christmas, or from December um, of last year, when we mm. talk about the Marfa Lights, which we also talk about in this episode, and it was a weird, like, culminating of things. Yeah. Who knew yeah. that King of the Hill would inspire me to do the Two Wizards podcast episode topics in a weird roundabout way? Well, not this guy. <laughs> But hey, I also didn't think that I'd ever think the moon was hollow, and at this point I'm not so sure. And um, I'm mad at Roland Emmerich, and mm. we were too mean to Buzz Aldrin. And yeah, that's about where I'm at. Yeah, that's that's what I got. Yeah, go find me there. Talk to me there. Tell me what you think. Um, if the moon were full of spare ribs, would you eat them? I wouldn't, I would. but if it was full of quiche, I would. I don't... <laughs> that last that space one, Josh, you ended it that way, and we'll never recapture that yeah. ma- magic of me getting mad at you and saying <laughs> "fuck you, Josh." But man, <laughs> if the moon were full of pizza, what would be in your moon pizza, Josh? Oh my god! Uh, we just had a really good meat lovers from Hound Dogs Pizza here, so I guess that's kind of been on my mind. Uh, would it be too pat to say? It would be like just a cheese pizza. Like I, I would want more, but if but if the moon is made of cheese, I think I think that's I think that's what it would have, have to be. No, I reckon you're right. And then yeah. it hits your eye and that's amore, baby. That's amore. And that's what we feel for you listeners. Thank you for listening. Um thank you for putting up with this. I feel weird. I will be curious to edit this because I feel insane and I am still missing some time. I'm missing the last like two hours of my life. Yeah, but we'll no, see what happens. And uh, yeah, my name is Mark and I'm a wizard. Thank you for listening, guys. And my name is Josh and I'm a wizard. Take care, everyone. Good night. He rolled upon his back and after that, I killed them all!